Medicare will have a new law in place for 2023 that may impact your enrollment and your transition to Medicare. So in today's episode, we'll let you know what you can expect with these new changes. And before we start, my name is Cameron Giardini, and together with my co-host, Joanne Giardini-Russell, we operate Giardini Medicare, which is an independent insurance agency based out of Southeast Michigan. Although we are based in Michigan, we do work virtually over the phone to directly help consumers in about 13 states to find the right Medicare coverage for them. If we do not work in your state, we can always connect you with another trusted independent agent that will be able to help you find the coverage you want. And even if you choose not to work with us, we know that the information in today's podcast will help you have a successful and stress-free transition to Medicare. So today we're going to talk about and take a deeper look at some brand new legislation called the Benny's Act, which is finally going to become a reality in 2023. We're going to do our best to go through the details of this bill and break it down so that you as a consumer can better understand what impacts it may have have for you. Lastly, we will also link the full law and other details about this bill in the description of this episode. So in case you need some bedtime reading later on, you can always skim that for more details. So Joanne, what is the Benny's Act? Well, the Benny's Act, it stands for the Beneficiary Enrollment Notification and Eligibility Simplifications Act. The key provisions of the Benny's Act were passed as part of the Consolidated Appropriations Act, which was the year-end spending bill and was signed into law on December 27, 2020. However, when will it go into effect? The Benny's Act provisions as part of that Consolidated Appropriations Act is set to go into effect on January 1st, 2023, which is quickly approaching. And just to be clear, if we're talking about the Benny's Act or the Consolidated Appropriations Act, those are basically the same thing. They implemented parts of one another. So just keep that in mind. We're going to focus more on the details than the names of the laws. So I know it can be confusing. So with that said, essentially, the Benny's Act was created to simplify the Medicare enrollment process and to help consumers avoid many common mistakes that have been plaguing other consumers in the past regarding Medicare enrollment. So before we go over the details of the bill, we do want to make it clear that we think this is a great and much needed change to the Medicare system. It is much more likely to also impact people that have not yet enrolled in Medicare and still actually need to make their transition to Medicare, meaning you're enrolling in Part B in the future. So it will unfortunately have less of an impact for anybody that is already on Medicare Part A and Part B of Medicare. However, it's still good information in case you need to help a family member or a friend making their transition to Medicare. All of this came to be mostly because according to the U.S. Senate Special Committee on Aging, in 2018, there were actually 760,000 people enrolled in Medicare that were paying a Part B penalty. So for these 760,000 people, the Part B penalty on average was actually 28%, and that is an additional penalty to your Part B premium. So I know those are a lot of numbers, but remember, for 2023, the Part B premium, the base premium, is 164 dollars and 90 cents per month. So imagine adding 28% of that number on top of your premium for your lifetime. It can be a really big increase and impact a lot of people. So now we talked about what this is, why it's changing, and let's go into the details. I'll have Joanne lead it off and tell you one of the first big changes of the Benny's Act. And this is really big. So the Benny's Act will prevent gaps in Part B coverage, and that's when you're enrolling for your Part B with Medicare. A lot of people actually are affected by this. There are two important things that will change, and we'll discuss these right now. So number one, 
This will help people that have to enroll for that Medicare Part B coverage during the general enrollment period. And they would normally have to wait until July for their coverage to begin. And currently in 2022, we'll run you through an example of that. So let's say in 2022, you missed your Part B. Again, you're applying for Part B with Medicare. You missed your initial enrollment period when you turned 65. Then let's say you also missed that Part B enrollment period, special enrollment period, when you left your employer coverage. You would normally, in this case, have to wait and apply for your Part B of Medicare from between January 1st and March 31st. And this is the key, your Part B coverage would not be affected all the way out until July 1st of the same year that you applied. So with the new law, this is with a really solid good change, the Part B effective date is going to go into effect the first day of the month after you apply for Part B during that general enrollment period. So in this case, in 2023, let's say you walk in to go get your Part B coverage in January 8th of 2023, your coverage for Part B will then start on February 1st, 2023, versus waiting all the way until July 1st of 2023. Yeah, exactly. And that it doesn't always impact a huge number of people, but if it does impact you, it can seriously impact what you pay for Medicare based on penalties, and more importantly, just having a huge gap in coverage like that. And another gap in coverage that we'll talk about that is also being fixed has to do with applying during the last three months of your initial enrollment period, which I'll talk more in detail about when that occurs. But in our opinion, this is even more impactful than the changes that were just talked about by Joanne when it comes to the general enrollment period. So as you may know from other episodes, the initial enrollment period, often called the IEP, it's the seven-month window that surrounds the month you turn 65. It includes three months before you turn 65, the month you turn 65, and three months after. So this is something that everyone knows. Everyone's kind of familiar, seven months around your 65th birthday. There's something to do with Medicare. However, most people are unaware that there are currently enrollment issues that occur during the last three months of that window. So basically the three months after the month you turn 65. So here's an example of how that can actually impact you. So in 2022, if you apply during the last three-month window of your IEP, there is actually a delay in your Part B coverage that can be all the way up to two months after you apply. So if you turn 65 in April of 2022, but you apply for Part B, let's say in June of 2022, you would actually have to wait all the way until September 1st for your Part B to begin. So luckily, the Benny's Act provisions, they change this and make it so if you apply during the final three months of your IEP, your Part B coverage will actually just begin the first of the next month. So this applies to anyone that's first eligible for Medicare beginning January 2023 or later. And this will truthfully fix what we think is the dumbest single rule in Medicare. And it's finally going to stop harming people just for retiring around their 65th birthday. So we've always hated having to tell people, hey, there's actually a delay uh, it's really unknown, um, but thankfully yeah. that won't be it's as big one of, of an the issue. dumbest, one of the dumbest drills. And I think too, where it really impacts people, in my opinion, is people that are dealing with COBRA or under 20 mm -hmm. employer space, because those people oftentimes just think that they're in their window. They just go think they're going to get Medicare and then they have a delay where they're having a, a bigger glitch even with primary insurance versus secondary and things like that. So trying to retire even is one thing during that around that window. But sometimes, like Cameron mentioned earlier, it's just sometimes the, the, purely the coverage gap issue is, is a really big problem, even compared to- And it's to not even a consumer thing. There's a lot of agents that don't even know about that gap in coverage. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not something that's well True. known. So we're really True. glad to see that that's changing for next year.
Yep. And another change that Joanne can talk about are actually unique special enrollment periods. So a lot of enrollment periods here, just bear with us, but we'll keep going through it. Right, right. So this number two, it's going to give a greater flexibility to Social Security to actually grant a Part B special election period for what they call, quote unquote, exceptional circumstances. So in October 2022, CMS, which is the Centers of Medicare and Medicaid Services, they released a fact sheet that we're going to link to the highlights with more details about the special enrollment periods that were proposed as part of the new legislation. But these SEPs, or special enrollment periods, are designed to allow beneficiaries to potentially enroll in Part B of Medicare without waiting for that general enrollment period and without being subject to a late enrollment penalty. Here are the new potential Part B special enrollment periods as defined by the latest press release from CMS. We're going to link again the press release in the show notes, but there will be an SEP for individuals impacted by an emergency or disaster, an SEP for health plan or employer errors, which I think is a key one because we yeah. we do see a lot, especially related to COBRA issues with the you know, HR told me, blah, blah, blah. Um, small employers, like Joanne mentioned. Small employers. And we we see this a lot. And, you know, in the past, it's always been, doesn't matter, the consumer's the one who pays. So in this case, I think this will help a lot. So again, that SEP for health plan or employer error, there's mm-hmm. going to be an SET, SEP for formerly incarcerated individuals, an SEP to coordinate with termination of Medicaid coverage, an SEP for other exceptional conditions, which is a really pretty big catch-all. Yeah, exactly. So again, these are all designed as unique new special enrollment periods. Currently, you really only get a special enrollment period if you're leaving active employer coverage, which doesn't even include COBRA. So hopefully this will help be more of a catch-all for people. Again, don't rely on these. You're still likely going to want to use the one for leaving employer coverage if possible, but there are at least some other options starting in 2023 for those that miss that special enrollment. So to go with all of these enrollment periods, the new bill also aims to align the Part B general enrollment period with Medicare's fall annual enrollment periods. So I'll talk a little bit about this in more detail. In addition to eliminating the gaps in coverage that people currently face when enrolling in Part B during that general enrollment period, this new legislation, it makes it so the Secretary of Health and Human Services will have to try to find a way to align the general enrollment period, which is currently January 1st to March 31st. They're going to try to align it with the annual election period that just occurred, which was from October 15th until December 7th. Now, this report, it has to be presented to Congress by January 1st, of 2023. We have not gotten word as to whether or not this will be implemented in 2023. We don't know if those are going to be aligned in 2024, so on and so forth. Just stay tuned. We'll let you know when we have more of a finalized ruling as to how they're going to better align those periods. And remember, this is only going to impact people enrolling for Part B in the first time. This isn't going to change your ability to change Medicare Advantage plans or Part D coverage in the fall. So last but not least, part of the Consolidated Appropriations Act was also to expand Part B coverage for those in need of immunosuppressive coverage after having a transplant and losing Medicare coverage. So this is definitely a small subsection of the population. It's still good to know as far as information goes, but I don't think this will impact too many of you that are listening. It's a complicated topic, so we'll just go over some of the highlights that might be relevant to you, and we will also link to a fact sheet in the show notes for more details. So this new benefit, it's designed to provide continued coverage 
coverage to those who would normally lose Medicare coverage 36 months after a successful kidney transplant. So currently, if you have end-stage renal disease, you can usually get Medicare just based on that condition, but you do lose that coverage after a successful kidney transplant if you're only getting Medicare because of kidney failure, basically. Now, this Part B benefit, this new coverage, it's only designed to cover immunosuppressive medications, and it's not going to cover other medical services like hospitalizations or outpatient services, therapy, anything like that. It's just for the medications. So eligible individuals, you can't have this coverage and be covered by certain other types of health insurance, which we will link to, and you can enroll in this coverage beginning now, and that will start January 1st, 2023, if you're eligible. So you can also disenroll or enroll from this coverage at any time, and there's not a penalty associated with this coverage. Lastly, the premiums will be lower than the full Part B premium with the base premium for this immunosuppressive coverage starting at $97.10 per month in 2023. So I know that was a lot of information. That's an overview of the actual changes starting to be implemented in 2023. And Joanne can talk a little bit about hopefully some other potential changes in the future. Crossing our fingers for this one too. So Benny's Act 2.0. Benny's Act 2.0 was introduced in March of 2022 by Senators Bob Casey and Todd Young. According to the Medicare Rights Center, the Benny's Act 2.0 would actually require that the federal government provide advance notice to people approaching Medicare eligibility about basic Medicare enrollment rules, filling a long-standing gap in outreach and education. The Benny's 2.0 Act would help prevent these costly errors, and it would also ensure that people approaching Medicare eligibility receive clear and timely information about their Medicare Part B enrollment rules. We'll hope. We're crossing our fingers that this can happen. At GRBD Medicare, we're hoping the bill passes and we'll notify you if and when it does. It would just make a lot of sense for the government to get you more heads up, more clear information as to what can mm-hmm. you can expect when you turn 65. Yeah, the whole point of that Benny's 2.0 Act is just to prevent other people that say, you know, I wasn't told, I wasn't aware. Uh, we all want less of that vague information out there. We just want everyone to know, here's your options when it comes to Medicare. Here's how you can have that successful transition that we always talk about. So the Benny's Act, it's long overdue in our opinion, but it does bring some much needed changes to the Medicare system starting January 1st in 2023. If you're going to be making your transition to Medicare for the first time, we hope this will help you prevent any possible mishaps. Of course, we are also here if you have the need for any personal one-on-one guidance. As always, please leave us a review on your podcast app and subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. You can also find more Medicare content from us by going to YouTube and searching Giardini Medicare. Lastly, if you want to schedule an online appointment or an over-the-phone appointment with one of our agents, you can do so by going to gmedicareteam.com. But thank you and have a great rest of your day.